0: Phil Burgess. Hi there, Phil here and welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast, where I chat with inspiring IT professionals, consultants and experts every week. To find out more about the podcast, visit itcareerenergizer.com. And while you're at the website, you can download your free copy of 11 Top Career Tips for IT Professionals many of which have been discussed on the show. And now let's chat with today's featured guest, El-Mahedi Mahoum. El-Mahedi is the co-president and co-founder of Benel Solutions. He describes himself as an entrepreneur and lifelong hacker, and an expert in developing and architecting scalable and innovative software solutions. Prior to founding Benel Solutions, El-Mahedi was an enterprise solutions architect, and we started out as a software engineer. So El Mahedi, can I ask you to expand on that very brief bio and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Hello everyone, my name is El Mahedi Marhum.
1: Beside Benel Solutions, prior to Benel Solutions, I have uh, co-founded a couple of other companies. Uh, Some of them were IT, some of them were not IT, and also uh, some of them were... Uh, more uh, IT-related, if you want to say it. So of those companies, some of them I have sold, some of them I have put down because the business was not doing as well as it was at the beginning. Um, so through all my experience, Finance Solutions has learned a lot. I have learned a lot from those which has led me to have a successful run at Penel Solutions in the past almost four years being at Penel. Besides being a uh, Benel Solutions, I also uh, sit on a board of two organizations, and I am also the CEO of a volunteer organization called Discovery Deep, which is a uh, diving organization. I do volunteer in several other organizations in my community, and also I uh, I founded a couple of other ventures with family. Uh, to see
0: if they're going to be fruitful in the near future. That sounds very interesting. Can you share with us a unique career tip that the IT Career Energizer audience need to know and probably don't?
1: So, one thing that is very challenging about IT, is its evolvement and how fast it's evolving. One thing from that I've seen, because my background actually is in Satellite, satellite communications and in networking. And if you see that domain itself, it has evolved in a way that we moved from networking to cloud. Now they're moving to from cell towers, like that they were just mobile. And you see 3G, 4G, LTE, CDMA, all of this new technology that get evolved every single time. Well, one thing that I learned As an IT guy is, you have to be patient. Because nothing comes at once. You have to learn it as it goes, but you should not try to grasp it all at once. Try to learn the basics. And from the basics, everything else that will be new will be definitely
0: more understandable to you because you know what are the basics of those technologies. So putting the foundations in place first before you try to get too technical. Exactly. So foundations can be in every single way, in every single
1: direction when it comes to IT. So it doesn't have to be only foundations when it comes to, if you are, and IT is divided in, what I mean by that, IT is divided in several sectors, if you want to call it. There is the software, there is the networking, there is also in software, there is the web developments, the application developments. So... One thing I I give as an advice, everybody, is try to grasp some of the other sectors, even though you're not involved in it, because it helps you look at the spectrum in a bigger way and have a bigger picture
0: about how the process works. Yes, so having an appreciation of the different aspects of IT gives you a better understanding of what your part of it actually means. Exactly. Okay. Can you tell us about your worst IT career moment and what did you learn from that?
1: So, about, I would say, six, seven years ago, I made a move from a company to another for a period of time. That move, I learned a lot from it, but it was a bad move in my career because I was placed under, if you want to say, bad management per se, because the bad management in an IT, being an IT guy, you're always about quality, about delivering the best to your customers, about showing the best features, to using cutting-edge, bleeding-edge technology to make your customers the happiest. I was under management that they gave me directions and gave me the tools to use and blamed me for those tools and blamed me for using them and actually make me the default for using them. Uh, if I look back at that experience, I will say that if I want to change it, I will have always documented every single communication because in IT, your manager or supervisor is not always a tech-savvy person, so it's always great to have documentation about all the communications you have with your manager to make sure that the direction you're going has its approval and has its blessing so that you're not deriving from the direction that your manager wants you to or the manager has not fully expressed
0: to you because his lack of IT knowledge and IT skills. Sure. So it sounds like you're a fan of process and ensuring that the right things are done and and you get approvals for the right things at the right time.
1: Exactly. But in some cases, you will find organizations where process is not in place. Yes. So instead of like trying to enforce a process, because that's going to give you a lot of pushbacks, it's great that you documents and just in an email and that's the best way of documenting it, in email to just justify and clarify what you're working on. Yes. Because as Steve Jobs said, we hire smart people to tell us what to do. We don't hire smart people so we can tell them what to do. <laughs> yes. Very true. But that's not the case in every single organization. There are a lot of organizations that they want you to follow their directions, And there are some managers that they're not great about communicating their direction and how they want you to proceed. So to close the gap, it's always a document first, then execute second. So yes. that there's always a fallback and always a to go back and say, well, this is what we planned and discussed from the get-go. And that was my, my mistake I learned from it, that I just took the orders and proceed with them without putting a kind of some documentation that says, or confirmation that says, well, you really want me to A, B, C, and D. So in my case, I did A, B, C, and D. But in that D, it was a little bit vague. So it was supposed to have to be more narrowed down. And that was a bad movement in my career. It was almost caused me health issues. But as I said, what doesn't kill you make you stronger.
0: So moving on from your worst moment, can you share with us your IT career highlight or greatest success and how you were able to achieve it? So looking back about my IT history,
1: I started coding at early ages. I mean, I started back in my teenagers where my dad brought me a computer when I was nine years old, and I was coding, doing formulas, in Lotus Note 1, two, three, V3, and I started doing real time, and helping him, and trying to fulfill some of the needs that he was asking me to do back when I was at a young age. Now, yes. right there, I was, taught me how to be self-learner, taught me how, at that young of an age, throughout my whole teenage, I was, I was always a computer guy, I coded a lot of applications, I did my own snake game back in the 90s, I coded all from scratch, using QBasic, I was always a software developer guy. So when I went to school, I went to school from, I'm originally from Morocco, and I moved to the States to go to school in University of Arkansas, where I went to university to get a degree in networking, because if you remember... In early 2000s, networking was the direction that most of IT folks have taken. So, I did some networking with uh, certifications and kind of like a minor, if you want to say, in software development. Um, I mean, I was two classes or three classes shy from be having a second bachelor's degree in programming. So, that gave me with my software development programming background, with my networking Degree, it gave me kind of like a bigger understanding, like a bigger picture and a yeah. broader understanding of IT, which is that those are two very, two big pillars of IT in general. So I uh, then I moved to DC area. I did my masters in satellite communication, RF uh, engineering and link budget, where like launching satellites and rockets and all of that. So, I did my master's in, in George Mason University, but that was just because it was the most challenging thing, and I love challenging myself, and I love learning more things. So, all of this career from different IT sectors, sections, if you want to call it, I turned and I became a software developer in class action e-discovery, if you want to call it e-discovery company, which is a company that does e-discovery, which is document imaging for class action lawsuits. I started as a software developer. I built the whole system. And I think that, that person that I worked with, the first person, was a great impact in my career because he was a person that let me be free of thinking, but also guided me and showed me what to do. We, as I was the third hire in that company, and by the time we left, I think we were 10 or 12 people. But I was the person that built the majority of the functionality in our software that we were given to lawyers to review, uh, documents, big number them, and put annotations. And I was dealing with old machine, old software, old machines, because from class action lawsuits, you deal with everything. So you get, get a computer, you get a fax machine, you get an AS400, and you have to turn all those documents into images for lawyers to present to court. So I think I got lucky because that experience literally challenged me and also made me touch new technology and old technology. I mean, I'm saying new technology because back in 2005, Google Indexer came up. Google Indexer used to index computers, put them into a database, and upload them to Google Indexer. As a matter of fact, every single Dell or HP machine that you bought had Google Indexer pre-installed. So one of the coolest projects I've done is I took that... Google index database and with the very minimal documentation because it was brand new and the APIs were not there, which actually with fail and try, I took it and I made documents based on the Google indexer to present to the lawyers. So that really helped me be the analytical people I am, a detail oriented, you have to be, so you have to pay de- to detail, and you have to be a problem solver. Yes. So, and those things you can teach yourself by challenging yourself. And I was very privileged to have my the, the manager back then that was a great person, still a friend and mentor of mine today that really helped me grow in that world. Sure. About 2013. And of 2013, I decided it with my co-founder to start at Binal Solutions, which is an IT consulting company. In the past year and a half, I joined a group of CEOs that kind of like France slash, I mean, introduced to France, where we started it doing kind of like a a small, let's say, VC where we look at ideas and we see some people have a great idea and they will need investments or they need architectural design. And me and this group of uh, this dozen of friends, we kind of either we put the money or we put like help them put the business plan or I help them with the software architecture and things of a kind. So that has been also something I've been trying I've been doing to to expand my portfolio while still working a lot of hours at Benel, but that's something that takes about, I would say, five, six, seven, eight hours a month for me. So that's something I do every now and then. Uh, also, I forecast for other avenues that, I mean, as I said, there are always ideas that people bring into this group of people, and then we look at it and see if there are they great ideas, if there's a way of making money of them, if there's to invest in, in them, and then see how we can expand that portfolio per se. So I sit on I would, a couple of organizations' board. Uh, they don't have a board per se, but I sit in the kind of the executive team by advising the owner about what to do when it comes to that. And the thing that happened is, being an IT guru, and also being now a finance school, so a combination of the two helped me a big time because I had to learn finance, which helped a lot in Banel because when I started Pinal, my business partner is a sales guy, I'm an IT and a finance guy. So we do have the three pillars that literally, I mean, I do have some sales background, but he's more sales heavy than I am. It sounds like your skills complement each other very well. Correct, yes, and that's what made this company successful. I look at this experience and I try to reflect it in other people's dream and make sure to have them as well. And about a year and a half ago a friend of mine founded it a organization that is called Discovery Deep. Discovery Deep is an organization that does three D video images at the under the water. And it's uh, for scuba divers, that they are certified to be great scuba divers. It's a top-notch organization when it comes to scuba diving. And they serve, they give back to the community in a big time. Because they, what they do is not only do the 3D video, but they help communities and help cities bring awareness about their artifact that is under the water and... Try to put it in visualization, so it brings divers, brings tourists, and things of a kind. I mean, I joined it as a volunteer. I'm still volunteering with them. I see a lot of great future for discovery because 75% of the water of in the whole world has not been discovered. So there's a lot of things for us to do. Uh, just to talk a little bit about Banana Solutions, Banana Solutions is an IT consultant that works for us, that serves associations, profit and non-profit. We help them with their association management software and help them implement it, customize it, create the standard operating procedure. I would say combined, we have about 200 years of expertise in-house, uh, that's in associations that can help an association, build their way of running it, and how to use the software. We're continuing to grow. We started as two people in in January 2014, and now we are up to 18 people. In about three and a half years being in business, we have grown our office space twice. Uh, we went from being on-site to being in my house, working only for my house, with a friend uh yeah so as a I was doing three days on client side two days in my house as one developer to doing uh three days in client side two days in my house with a team of three and then after that i mo- we moved to a eight hundred square feet the first year the second year we moved to a facility that was twenty four hundred square feet and Here we are here in Pfizer's corner in a facility that is 6,000 square feet. So you can see how we scaled
0: up and how we have done so well with this organization. Very good. So what one thing excites you about the future of a career in IT? What excites me, it's the technology involvement.
1: I mean, being a software architect, it's you're always looking at, cutting edge, being edge technology. So you yourself be always learning new things. I mean I, I've seen it from an entrepreneur side too now. So isn't I, even though as an investor or as an entrepreneur in general, you have to try to invest into a company. You have to be educated and you have to be you have to know the the ins and outs about technology, not in details but at least have a clear understanding about if this organization has or has not the technology to do it. Well I'll give you an example. I have a friend of mine he invested in this great concept uh, company that was supposed to do some studies about like solar and earth and and all of that stuff. After investing in the company he found out that the technology is not there and they're still 20, 30 years ahead. They have to wait for the technology to be there for them to fulfill the need of this organization. So that was a bad investment. So you have to be kind of like
0: savvy, a little savvy about the technology to be able to fulfill it. Sure. Okay, we're gonna go into the reveal. So what attracted you to a career in IT?
1: I started development at nine years old. My dad bought a computer to home. Yep. It was a challenge. So I accepted the challenge. I love to be challenged. So it just, it was a challenge for my dad and it became a hobby and then it becomes like one of my love things. So that's what
0: attracted me. Okay, so it fired your passion. Exactly. It became a passion. What is the best career advice you've ever received? What doesn't kill you makes
1: you stronger. <laughs> yeah. It is super true. So. Whatever you do, I mean, I mean, if you go through a stressful, whatever you go through, whatever it takes, I mean, there's always light at the end of the tunnel.
0: Yes. If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? I would have started my companies years ago.
1: Uh, uh-huh. I think I was a little late. I was kind of like a recession graduate, if you want to call it, because I was hit by recession a couple of years after graduation. Yes. But I will have started my companies earlier, so yep. we we'll just give you a better uh, prospect in the future, and we'll be at, I will be now a more stable situation. Uh, who knows? But I'm saying I will be in uh, a more si- uh, stable if I started earlier.
0: What career objectives are you
1: focusing on right now? From a career perspective, uh, I'm just trying to evolve my entrepreneurial skills, and my portfolio, uh-huh. try to help organizations and help, I would say, smart, uh, innovative people develop their ideas and take them and make them tangible ideas and not just keep them on a piece of paper. So that's my goal in the next few years is just to,
0: to grow my portfolio. Yep. Yeah. What's the number one non technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? I think I already touched about, about this because I, I said the finance. I mean,
1: finance through that organization literally helped me a lot. So that's the non technical skills that have. And I think I will say it, just, I mean, yes for one because I touched upon finance, but
0: um, yeah, finance. Okay. And can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT Career Energizer audience?
1: So, success does not have a pattern at all. I mean, there are ups and downs. Yes. So, when things are looking up, enjoy it. But also plan for the rainy days. When there are bumps in the road, keep your heads up, because it's just a passing story. And there's always light at the end of the tunnel. And don't be afraid of challenges or be afraid of taking risk. if you're still a young uh, IT guy. One thing that saddens me is more of IT folks stay in the IT field. And then when they hit a certain age, they never evolved into a career that helped them kind of grow as a person in a more... Uh, like we, some of them take the management path, which has them grow, but some of them don't take the management path. They stay in the architecture path, which is they, some entrepreneurs, they see them as overpaid in some cases or see them as, I mean, so try as take a risk if you're still young because my, my dad told me once, uh, life is all about risks. So life is a risk itself. You step up from your house, and you're taking a risk by step on your house because you don't know if a car will hit you, if you're gonna like get a sick, or it's there are risks every time you turn around. If you want to be very uh cautious, I mean, it's gonna take th- you going to be cautious about every single move you do. So, as long as you're, you're young and you have uh dreams and you have uh vision and you
0: know what you're looking for, take the risk. It's always good to try, definitely, yes. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and possibly connect with you?
1: There are, my best thing to do is LinkedIn. I try to update my LinkedIn uh, as much as I can. Um, and I stay in touch with everybody through LinkedIn. And also, you can follow me on Twitter. I do post some articles every now and then. My goal was, until I got like, a little busy the past couple of months, is I used to tweet at least once a week about some entrepreneurial article or something do with my industry or things of a kind. So, I keep those tweets going on because I'm, I'm learning a lot from seeing other people's tweets uh, and seeing other people's, I'm getting educated by other people's tweets, so I, I use that as well. So, the two major ways is
0: LinkedIn and also it's through uh, my Twitter. Okay, great. El Medhi, thank you so much for joining me on the IT Career Energizer podcast today. It's been great talking with you. Likewise. Thank you very much, Phil. Have a great day. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's interview with El Medhi Mahoum. Full show notes can be found on the website at itcareerenergizer.com slash E26. Next week's episode, I'll be talking with Emily Atkinson, a software developer and managing director of DevelopHer previously known as Girls in Tech UK. If you haven't done so already, please remember to subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher to get future episodes automatically downloaded to your device. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd really appreciate you leaving a rating and review in iTunes or Stitcher about the show. So until next Monday, have a great week.
1: Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.